0: And on The Michael Medved Show, it's a pleasure to uh, welcome Wilfred Riley, who is a professor of political science and intelligence and counterintelligence. He teaches at the very well-regarded Kentucky State University in the state capital of Kentucky in Frankfurt. And he describes himself, as he just did in conversation we're just having off the air, as a middle-class black guy. And yes, when you're talking about something as explosive as the topic of his new book, which is called Hate Crime Hoax, it's extraordinarily important that that be out there so that uh, this is not. In other words, you're not uh, somehow desperately trying to hold on to your, you'll pardon the expression, white privilege with this uh, new book, Hate Crime Hoax.
1: Uh, no, Michael, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure white privilege is a thing. If you compare the effect of whiteness on, for example, income to the effect of social class or male sex or female sex in certain professions, certainly urban status rather than living in one of the small towns the country tends to forget. But uh, that aside, no, I'm, I am an African-American uh, individual. I'm a quantitative scholar here at KSU on the Hill in Frankfurt. And no, my book has nothing to do with uh, my personal conservatism, although I am center-right. It's simply an analysis of how many hate crimes happen to be fakes, and that number is uh, pretty substantial.
0: As you uh, go through it, and it's, it's extraordinary, you have been able to compile a data set of 409 hate crime hoaxes. What are some of the most egregious examples?
1: Well, uh, I think that it's actually hard to pull out a few examples Well, Jussie Smollett's case uh, comes to mind. But virtually every high-profile recent hate crime story has been a hoax. That's not true for all hate crimes at the level of, you know, African-American and Irish-American man fight. It is true of the high-profile cases. So if you look at Jussie Smollett's case, uh, if you look at Covington Catholic, I think by this point we have to call that a hate crime hoax. If you look at the uh, beautiful young black girl who claimed that a couple of white men urinated on her, unbelievable story. Air Force Academy, where they had a general come out and denounce hate before it turned out that a series of what looked like racist graffiti incidents and scuffles had been uh, falsified by minority cadets. Now, if
0: if we can hold on for a moment, we covered that extensively on this show. And, of course, I assume because that general spoke in such inspiring terms. And it was a, a very tough speech and a condemnation of hatred of every kind. I, I did not know the punchline. The, the The graffiti that they found and the threats that they found to minority cadets have been proven to be a hoax.
1: Yeah, that was that was entirely a hoax. As I recall, either every single incident was a hoax, and I believe that was the correct conclusion, or all but one were. So, uh, General Jay Silveria got hoaxed. Uh, I found that a very inspiring speech. I found that speech presidential. Right, but I think that very, very often figures in sort of the same center left who are attacking "quote unquote" the epidemic of hate in America are attacking a problem that does not necessarily exist. Uh, When we talk about the surge of hate since the election of Mr. Trump, first of all, there are less than 7,000 reported felony hate crimes in a typical year. Uh, That's an increase from perhaps 6,200. So any surge that there has been is under 1,000 incidents in a nation of 300-plus million people annually. Uh, Further, many of those incidents seem to actually be hate crimes against Caucasian Trump supporters. Um, incidents against Caucasians are now roughly 30% of all hate incidents, although this is rarely discussed. And many of the incidents on both sides, whether reported by left-wingers or, quote-unquote, alt-right whites, seem to be fakes. So when you unpack that surge, when you take perhaps 700 cases and you look at how many of these involve you know, members of traditional minority groups and how many of those are fake, you find very little surge at all. And that's, that's something that's discussed in the book.
0: Well and it's it's extraordinarily important that it it should be discussed in the book. So the question then becomes and you pose the question yourself in your book a uh, hate crime Hoax, which is uh, published on uh, next week. It's up at our website at michaelmedved.com uh-huh. and it really is a, a tremendously important and timely topic. The question is what's the motivation for people here now with the Southern Poverty Law Center which quote documents all these uh, alleged incidents the motivation is their budget how, how much do they raise and spend a year well that surprised me i
1: mean the southern poverty law center's endowment right now is 432 million dollars uh, i pulled that up the other day preparing an editorial actually so they take in between 58 and 96 million per year
0: so i mean the endowment and to do what and what state. what the, what they do they just publicize horrible incidents right Uh, essentially yes i think that to put this in economic terms as someone who does quantitative political science
1: a big problem in the united states is that the demand for bigots greatly exceeds the supply (laughs) that's not a
0: problem that's a blessing
1: (laughs) it it is definitely again when when you mention i'm a i'm a middle-class black guy we're talking together you're I suppose conservative, Caucasian, that's how America almost always is in practice. If you engage in athletics in high school, you engage in business, you work for a union, that's not to say that there aren't racists out there, but it is an amazing phenomenon that the anti-racist groups formed during the 1960s, the SPLC, uh, literally the Black Panthers or the New Panthers have been involved in political action in recent years, uh, Rainbow Coalition, these groups still exist and they've increased in size. So in order to justify that, to justify a $432 million endowment, which is on par of Kentucky State's endowment, there has to be fire. There has to be prejudice. So when one of these very rare incidents appears to have happened, it is nationally publicized. Uh, if you look at the frequency of interracial crime, it's actually quite rare. Uh, I believe 86% I know, in fact, 86% of Caucasian murder victims and an astonishing 94% of black murder victims are killed by co-racialists, people of the same ethnic background, gang opponents, ex-wife. So interracial crime is quite rare in the first place. And what occurs is about 70% minority on white. So there is no epidemic of hate crimes. There is a very small number of incidents, perhaps half of which are hoaxes, being widely publicized by the mainstream center-left media. That's, that's the real phenomenon.
0: It's, it is it, it is an amazing and uh, a tremendously useful corrective, which people can read about in Hate Crime Hoax. What do we do about it uh, to try to put this in more proper perspective, other than having uh, Professor Wilford Riley back on the show, which I'm very eager to do? Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, so what do we do? I, I don't think one academic... Uh, Talking back and forth with the Talking Heads on television, for example. Um, although I'm more than willing to come back and do this this particular show anytime you call me, but I don't think obviously one academic is the corrective. I think that the most important corrective is for people to engage in a healthy skepticism of claims of disaster. Um, I would say that this is true across the board. By the way, one of the important things that I tell my media students, if you're talking about political science 211 or something like that is that they need to understand that what's reported in the media is not actually what's occurring in society in terms of what the largest problems are. Uh, if you look at major problems like suicide for our veterans or automobile wreck, those are almost never discussed. The things that are discussed even outside of politics are sensationalist, very rare nonsense, like shark attack. But um, in the political sphere, I think people, people need to recognize, first of all, that there is very little interracial crime that a very large number of quote-unquote hate crimes are hoaxes. And I think people need to embrace um, the broader position that America is a fairly good place. Um, National desegregation, and segregation was only institutionally a problem in the South, uh, beyond restrictive covenants, happened in 1954. Uh, The Civil Rights Act passed in 1965. Affirmative action has been around since 1967. So when people say that today, if 50 years later, the USA is still the USA of 1910, we need to recognize that's nonsense. Oh, yeah, and and, practical- and the,
0: the other aspect to that, and I, because people like Senator Cory Booker said this was a modern-day lynching, that trivializes the real history of lynching, which was horrendous, but it was largely 100 years ago and and a little bit beyond Uh, Wilfred Riley is the author of Hate Crimes Hoax The book is posted at our website, michaelmedved.com I can only wish you Godspeed And I hope your message gets out everywhere We'll be right back on The Medved Show